off again with a growl, trying to at least detach the larger pieces of filth. Wet splashes marked my successes, adding to the fragrant stench filling my nose. Right before you sucker punched me into that pile of defecation, we had been stealthily approaching the vermin in order to exterminate him. So shoo, Barbie, I growled darkly. I didn't know what name she went by in casual circles, but I knew her true name, the one able to compel her to obey if used three times in conjunction, which I was very tempted to use at the moment just to make a point. But I didn't. So, in my mind, she was now Barbie, whereas before I had called her Nympho-Sprite. Nympho for Nymphomaniac. Emphasis on Maniac. I had met her before on an impromptu case that led to me opening my arcane bookstore, Plato's Cave, currently still under renovation from the gentle affections of a brawl involving a demon, an angel, and a Nephilim during Mardi Gras a few months back. This little light of mine had a thing for helping wizards in exchange for, well, sexual favors. Look, I know, she looked all of twelve inches tall right now. But it's not as weird as it sounds. She could become bigger when she wanted to by shape-shifting to match her summoner's size. She'd even hinted that she could shape-shift into other creatures, so being a werewolf, for example, wasn't an impediment to her, ahem, um, bargaining price. I had also gotten the distinct impression that many didn't survive her affections, and that didn't seem to bother her in the least. If anything, it pleased her. Creepy. Bah, she waved a hand at my comment. Not the vampire's whiz, she hesitated eyes widening with sudden confusion. She stared at me more closely, assessing me on a deeper level than the mortal eye could, as if calculating a new equation in her mind. She must have realized I was no longer a wizard, but I didn't know how. She continued on a few seconds later, shelving the topic of my abilities and returning to her initial purpose. Interesting development, she murmured to herself before continuing. The Grim. Jacob is back, and he brought his brothers, to kill you and all your friends. I warned you of this when we first met. An icy fist seemed to suddenly clench my vertebrae. Indy gasped. The brothers Grim. They were back. For me. And my friends. Because I had taken their book from them a few years ago, and rather than destroying it like the sprite had advised, I had hoarded it away, and now I was going to pay for it, as were my friends, apparently. I knew I recognized her. She used to work for Alistair, the book guy, Gunner hissed. Remember, Nate, back in the old days? He looked at me. She turned suddenly arctic eyes onto the wolf, if you ever refer to him again as the book guy, I will feast on your sclera. She licked her lips eagerly. No offense, he offered genuinely, taking a step back as he held up his hands to idly touch his eyes, which she had casually mentioned eating. Too late, wolf pup. 
She bared needle-like fangs in a hungry snarl. Indy chimed in before the sprite could do anything. Did you say vampires? As in plural? Gunner and I froze, turning to the sprite. She merely stared back, shaking her head in disbelief at our obviously limited mental capacity. Good thing you brought the regular along. She actually has a brain. Gunner and I began to sputter angry responses, but Indy beat us to it. That's why they pay me the big bucks, she grinned. Then I noticed the change in our surroundings, a faint rustling, and no more whimpering. Damn it. The sprite grinned in anticipation, looking eagerly delighted at the likely violence to come. You seem to have stumbled upon a nest, she smiled. Before I could respond with a sarcastic retort, a blinding flurry of tattered robes...